The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Disability Matters with your host, Joyce Bender. All comments, views, and opinions expressed on this show are solely those of the host, guest, and callers. Now the host of Disability Matters, here's Joyce Bender. Welcome, everyone. Welcome to the show. Hey, I hope you're all safe and sound in that cold, freezing weather, especially my friends in the Northeast. Wow. Summer feet of snow. Oh, my goodness. Well, hopefully everyone is safe. This is absolutely a winter we will not forget. No doubt about that. But here in Pittsburgh, actually, we had a high of 21 today that seemed like a heat wave compared to yesterday with a high of 4. But you know what? We're Pittsburghers. We're tough. That's why when I go to Washington, D.C., and they say, oh, my God, no one can drive because there's one inch of snow. Really? you got to be kidding. And speaking of Washington, D.C., hey, this is the month. This is the year. You know I've talked about it on almost every show. ADA 25. This year is the 25th anniversary of the signing of the Americans with Disabilities Act. That is awesome, and that is something to celebrate. And let me just tell you, our guest today is a national leader in the disability community. Um, I feel blessed to say he's a friend and that I know him, and he really is the real deal. Let me tell you, he really cares about Americans with Disabilities. He is the executive director of the National Council on Independent Living. Welcome to the show, Kelly Buckland. Joyce, it's a pleasure to be here. Uh, It's good to talk to you again. Thank you very much for having me. Oh, it's always a pleasure, Kelly, to have you on again. So, Kelly, of course, this show has really taken off, you know. Uh, Hi, Mark. We love you, Hi, Mark. Hi, Mark, Blue Cross, Blue Shield. And Bear Material Science are sponsors of this show. And uh, since we started years and years ago, like 12 years ago, we have a very large listening audience. So, Kelly, for those that do not know you, how about if we start by you sharing with everyone how you became part of the disability community? Yeah, I'd be happy to. And I think it's kind of uh, uh, very apropos for the 20 20- Fifth anniversary. Uh, I don't know how many people out there know, but uh, I broke my neck on uh, July 26, 1970. So it was exactly 20 years uh, to the day uh, before the signing of the ADA. So the ADA was uh, signed on the 20th anniversary of uh, me becoming disabled, and uh, so that was kind of uh, interesting and sort of. Uh, cosmic for me to have that that happen on my 20th anniversary uh and i really uh though didn't become a a real disability advocate until about uh 1980 uh which i got involved 
from uh, being in, um, a VISTA volunteer that I knew that got me involved in doing some disability rights stuff. And, you know, Joyce, in 1980, uh, the world was a much different place in regards to disability than it is today, uh, 25 years after the ADA took effect. Yeah, and Kelly, I, I, wow, July 26th. I guess you'll always remember this day for more than one reason. Yeah, for sure. Well, Kelly, I have a question. Uh, when you first had this accident, did you notice a difference with how people treated you? Oh, uh, for sure. Well, and, you know, I, I grew up on a farm and a cattle ranch, uh, so I was uh, very much uh, involved with physical labor uh, prior to my accident. So, uh, I mean, I was much different uh, before I became injured as well and thought a lot differently about disability. And so uh, I had a lot of uh, changing to do in my own mind and as well as did my friends. Uh, but I think, you know, really for the people who were close around, close around to me, you know, my family, my uh, and my close friends. Uh, I mean, not a lot changed except for where we went and how we got around and that kind of thing. And, you know, as I mentioned before, in 1970, uh, the world was a much different place. And so just getting around, I mean, there weren't any accessible bathrooms back then. And there weren't any, uh, for the most part, any ramps into anywhere. And so a, a lot of places were simply just not accessible. You had to uh, basically uh, go up a couple of steps or something. So my friends had to get me into a lot of places, including school. I went back because I was 16 when I got injured. So I went back to school, and uh, my classmates and my friends had to get take me up the steps into the school. Wow. Well... Did you notice, though, were there people that looked differently at you? Uh, I mean, how was that? Oh, oh, yeah, for sure, Joyce. I mean, uh, I mean, lots of people would stare, you know, and lots of people had a lot of pity for you, that whole kind of thing, and uh, is much different than today. I think there's still some of that around. In fact, there's still quite a bit of that around, but. Uh, not to the extent that it was in 1970. I mean, most people weren't out in the community back then, so it was a completely different thing for people to see you out and about and doing stuff, and so I think it took people a lot of getting used to. Right. Well, you know, um, then along came great people like Justin Dart and Tony and Pat Wright and so many people that, you know, uh, adapt, so many groups that helped to create change. Ed Roberts, Judy Human, and we could go on here forever. Uh, Tom Harkin, but you know, Justin Dart. Wow, the great general. I mean, I always tell people, I get so upset uh, if I go to a group, Kelly, of college students, and I ask them, who is Justin Dart, and they don't know, I get very upset. Because, you know, we too have a disability history that I want everyone to know. That is why, by the way, if you're listening to the show, these shows are archived at BenderConsult.com. And I wish I had a way of figuring out how to get schools to, you know, give these download from iTunes to kids because we have a history. 
It's very important. That's why, for example, this 25th anniversary of the signing of the ADA is so important. And uh, Yoshiko, I know you listen to every show. Special shout-out to you. You are part of this celebration just the way Justin Dart, and he will always be with us. So, Kelly, do you agree with me about that history part? Uh, absolutely. Uh, and, you know, I think it's, it's important for everyone to remember their history. I mean, uh, I have a teenager in high school, and it's, uh, he's studying a lot of history, and it's import- this is an important piece of it just as well. Right, that's right. Well, um, Kelly, you are the executive director of the National Council on Independent Living. Um, how about if you tell our listeners what NICL is and give them an idea of how large the organization is? Oh, uh, great. I, yeah, I'd love to, Joyce. Thank you. Uh, well, NICL is, uh, we, we were started up in 1982. So we're about 33 years old, and uh, we are, if you will, we're the organization representing Centers for Independent Living and statewide independent living councils across the country, uh, and Centers for Independent Living are private, uh, not-for-profit, non-residential uh, organizations that are run by people with disabilities and staffed by people with disabilities that serve people with disabilities. And uh, one of the main services that we get involved in is systems advocacy. So uh, centers were very involved in the fight for the ADA, uh, the fight for the Fair Housing Act amendments, the architectural barriers and transportation um, or compliance act, and um, 504 and just a whole list of things. I mean, centers have been doing advocacy on for a very long time, um, and we continue to do so. Uh, there are approximately uh, 700 uh, locations uh, of centers for independent living across the country. We kind of like to purport that there's one center in every congressional district, um, and there are 56 statewide independent living councils, uh, one for each state and territory. They're mandated by uh, federal law. And then... Um, we also have a, a number of individuals and uh, other organizations that are involved in NICL. Um, so our membership altogether is right around um, uh, right around a thousand organizations and people. So um, we have a very, uh, if you will, a very big footprint across the country in regards to uh, where we are and the sorts of advocacy that we can uh, do. Yeah, and that is very powerful. By the way, what is your uh, website, Kelly? Uh, the website is www.ncil.org. Uh, NCIL stands for the National Council on Independent Living, but we go by nickel. So, but it's www.ncil.org. Okay, nickel.org. You know why I'm bringing this up, folks? You know, you can't make change without resources. So you can go to that site and you can make a donation to Nickel. I always tell people I don't care how much it is, but I care that you do something because, uh, hey, we got a lot of work out there. Everyone wants us to make change. 
But to make change, you need dollars. So please, nickel.org, that's the site. And right now, we're going to get ready to go to break. Hey, if you just tuned in, our guest today is Kelly Buckland, the Executive Director of the National Council on Independent Living as we are carrying on the celebration of the 25th anniversary of the signing of the Americans with Disabilities Act. This is Joyce Bender, America's Voice, where disability matters at voiceamerica.com. Don't go away. We'll be right back with Kelly. News. Opinion. Your voice counts. Call toll-free 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. VoiceAmerica.com. At Bender Consulting Services Incorporated, our mission is to provide superior technology consulting services to our customers while creating career opportunities, independence, and freedom for people with disabilities. While the demand for skilled technology professionals is reaching an all-time high, over 13 million disabled Americans, many of them experts in technology, remain unemployed. Since 1995, Bender Consulting Services Incorporated has worked to solve these critical social and business issues by providing employers with reliable talent and giving individuals with disabilities the chance to display their talents and enhance their lives through solid careers. If you're a person with a disability seeking employment, send us your resume via email to resume at benderconsult.com. For more information about our services, visit www.benderconsult.com in the U.S., and www.benderofcanada.com in Canada. Bender Consulting Services Incorporated, providing and creating employment opportunities, freedom and independence for people with disabilities. www.benderconsult.com. Hi, I'm Greg Grunberg from the TV show Heroes. One of my personal heroes is my son, who, like more than 3 million Americans, has epilepsy. When someone with epilepsy is having a seizure, their brain is temporarily producing more electricity than their body can handle. They can shake or stare or fall down. They can also even briefly lose consciousness. If you see someone having a seizure, please make sure they're comfortable and safe. And within a few minutes or less, the electrical overload will stop and they will be okay. To learn more, visit epilepsyfoundation.org. Thank you. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com If you have a question or comment, call in toll-free at 1-866-472-5788. Now please welcome back the host of Disability Matters, here's Joy Spender. Hey, welcome back, everyone. If you just tuned in, we're talking to Kelly Buckland, the Executive Director of the National Council on Independent Living, www.nickelncil.org. And, Kelly, when we were talking about the Independent Living Centers, uh, wasn't it Ed Roberts that started the first center? And w- would you mind sharing that history with our listeners? Uh, no, yeah, and you're you're exactly right. It was Ed Roberts, and he started up the uh, Center for Independent Living in Berkeley, uh, which is still there and still operating. It's the it's the first and the grandfather, if you will, of Centers for Independent Living. And Ed Roberts is called uh, the father of independent living because he started up the first uh, center there. Uh, and 
Ed has a very interesting story. I mean, he started that center up, but he had a story prior to that. I mean, he, uh, because of his disability, was not allowed to uh, uh, go into college at Berkeley. And so uh, because of some advocacy done by his mother, he was finally allowed to attend Berkeley uh, but was uh, but had to stay in the uh, quote unquote infirmary uh, at night, which was basically the campus hospital, and uh, and then went to classes during the day. But you can imagine this was in the late sixties, uh, early seventies, and so access to even classes in Berkeley was uh, quite a, a charge. But uh, he applied for for assistance through vocational rehabilitation um, back then and was determined to be too disabled to benefit from uh, VR services. Uh, And the irony behind that story is that he was later then appointed by Jerry Brown, the governor of California, when when, uh, Governor Brown was in his uh, first terms uh, back in the 70s, he was appointed to be the director of the same agency that determined he was too disabled to benefit from services. So uh, he went from uh, not being allowed to participate in VR to becoming the director of the agency. So that was pretty uh, pretty ironic. And Ed's whole history was uh, was advocacy. In fact, you know, one of his most famous quotes has been, uh, "What's the most important services?" service provided by a Center for Independent Living, and he said uh, advocacy, 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 and not necessarily in that order. That's kind of a humorous <laughs> uh, remembrance of Ed. But Well, you know, Ed had polio, right? Yes. And he ended up in an iron lung back then. And I remember reading how he wanted to die. And then one day, I forget the comment this nurse made, and he decided he wanted to live. And wow, isn't that, that, when I heard that, I thought of the group Not Dead Yet. And you know how some, how they have a problem in the United States with people with disabilities, uh, encouraging, you know, euthanasia. Look what would have happened had he done that, if he had succumbed to that. Yeah, wouldn't that have been a shame? And. You know, I mean, really, uh, the Centers for Independent Living that we know today might not have existed if that had been allowed to occur. And there's a movement to introduce uh, uh, assisted suicide bills across the country. There's all a whole number of states are introducing them this session, and we really do need to uh, do our advocacy and make sure that those bills don't pass. Yeah, right. If you're listening to this show, remember, just like Ed, (coughs) or it could have been Kelly, when someone first has uh, an accident or some significant event such as what happened to Ed, you know, um, and Kelly, and me for that matter, with epilepsy, when, you know, I almost died, but, you know, brain surgery, a craniotomy saved my life. But, you know, if, if you go to someone, for example, they've had an accident, they have quadriplegia, and, and then you're saying to them, you know, they're saying, I don't want to live, you know, because, of course, the initial shock can have someone in this state 
And then to just have someone say, okay, yeah, here, assisted suicide. I mean, that is just horrible. And I hate to say it, but it just reminds me of how some people view significant disability. So, yeah, I hope everyone does get on that, just as you said. Uh, I really hope they do. So, And, and as you know, Tony uh, has his own story about that, and as I do, uh, you're right in mentioning that, because a couple of years after my, uh, I got my disability when I went back home and I started school, you know, like a whole bunch starts to uh, hit you about what your future is, and um, you start to you start to believe your life isn't worth living, and you do become uh, very down and depressed. And so it's important to remember that that's sort of a natural reaction to any sort of a grieving process that people go through. So, um, yeah, I think we really all do need to do our advocacy here. So, right, and I this is why, by the way, you need to support an organization like Nickel, which is www.ncil.org. That's ncil.org. Um, I, I'm a big advocate of this organization. I endorse this organization. And as I said before, Kelly is the real deal. I mean, he lives this 24 by 7. He really does. But to make a change in this country... You know, we can't do it without resources. So once again, www.nickel.org. And speaking of that, um, don't you have, we have a big uh, anniversary coming up, and I know that Nickel is going to be key in that celebration of the 25th anniversary of the signing of the Americans with Disabilities Act. Um, how, how is that going to happen, Kelly? Oh, well, Joyce, there's a whole uh, set of events that are going to be going on. Uh, I think everybody's, uh, or I hope everybody's familiar with the ADA Legacy Tour, which is uh, making a bus tour across the United States. Uh, and when they come to your town, please support them. Uh, I'm, I've been involved in that as, as well as Nickel, and we've uh, been very supportive of the ADA Legacy Project. And uh, everybody's going to be having celebrations across the country. And uh, we're going to be participating in uh, several events that the National Council on uh, Disability are going to do leading up to the celebration in Washington, D.C. during the 25th anniversary. And uh, very uh, uh, happy. Well, happenstance, I guess, is one way to put it. Uh, the Nickel Conference, I mean, this was planned. It's not, it's not just happening that way. But uh, we are going to be having our national conference uh, July 27th through uh, the 31st. And uh, actually, we'll be there on the 26th. Uh, our board meeting is on the 26th. But uh, we're planning a big celebration for the 27th. It will be at the Grand Hyatt the same place that the Nickel Conference is going to be going on. And if you uh, register for the conference, you will be able to attend the uh, celebration for free. And uh, it's going to be a a very big deal. Uh, We're hoping to get some top-notch speakers there, uh, members of Congress who were there when the ADA was passed. We're hoping to, uh, of course, have Tony there, Tony Quello there, 
uh, as he was one of the original authors of the ADA, along with Senator Harkin uh, and a number of others. Uh, it would be great if we could get Bob Dole to come, but I don't know if his health will let him. But And then uh, we are really trying to also push the whole perspective from uh, youth because uh, 25 years is a great opportunity for us to celebrate the past, but it's also the first generation of people who have, uh, with disabilities who have grown up uh, under the protections of the ADA, and we really want to uh, also be honoring the future and talk about uh, young folks and them, uh, the baton being passed to the younger generation of advocates, and uh, who knows where they'll lead us in the future. Yes, and uh, we really need to do more with that. As a matter of fact, I want to talk about that more when we come back, and I also want to talk more about the conference and the day. Uh, that's www.nickel.org. If you go there, uh, Kelly, can you get information about this? Yes, it's up on our website, uh, and registration's open now. So if you wanted to register for the conference, you can register uh, and get the early bird uh, registration rate. And uh, about how many people do you expect, Kelly? Uh, we are uh, basically we're expecting at least a thousand people, if not more. So. Wow! I want that. Just so you know, and Kelly and I know, at the twentieth, there was the twentieth anniversary celebration. Um, but I remember clearly. I think it was the tenth anniversary. Um, that where they at Union Station, I mean, when you go to any of these events over the years, it's just so exciting. It's so special. You know, when you're all there celebrating our freedom, our day, um, it, it's really hard to describe. Don't you agree, Kelly? Oh, yeah. yeah and uh, I've, had, uh, I've had a very uh, lucky life in that I got to participate in a number of those events. I was... Uh, I was there at the Nickel Conference in 89 when we marched on the White House because uh, George Bush Sr. had not yet signed on to the ADA. And I don't know if I have time to tell this story or if we need to do it when I come back. But um, we marched Well, in you the know, rain. hold that story okay, for when we come back from break. But I just want to say again, July 27th, Nickel, Washington, D.C., Grand Hyatt. Go to www.nickel.org. Register. I'm going to tell you, you're not at this. You're really missing, really missing what's going to be the key celebration. You don't want to miss it. Make sure you get registered now. And we're going to get ready to go to break. If you just tuned in, we've been talking to Kelly Buckland, National Disability Rights Leader, Executive Director of the National Council on Independent Living. This is Joyce Bender as we are celebrating this year the 25th anniversary of the signing of the Americans with Disabilities Act at voiceamerica.com. Don't go away. We're coming right back with Kelly Buckland. News, opinion, your voice counts. Call toll-free 1-866-472-5787, 1-866-472-5787, voiceamerica.com. Hi, I'm Greg Grunberg from the TV show Heroes. 
One of my personal heroes is my son, who, like more than three million Americans, has epilepsy. When someone with epilepsy is having a seizure, their brain is temporarily producing more electricity than their body can handle. They can shake or stare or fall down. They can also even briefly lose consciousness. If you see someone having a seizure, please make sure they're comfortable and safe. And within a few minutes or less, the electrical overload will stop and they will be okay. To learn more, visit epilepsyfoundation.org. Thank you. At Bender Consulting Services Incorporated, our mission is to provide superior technology consulting services to our customers while creating career opportunities, independence, and freedom for people with disabilities. While the demand for skilled technology professionals is reaching an all-time high, over 13 million disabled Americans, many of them experts in technology, remain unemployed. Since 1995, Bender Consulting Services Incorporated has worked to solve these critical social and business issues by providing employers with reliable talent and giving individuals with disabilities the chance to display their talents and enhance their lives through solid careers. If you're a person with a disability seeking employment, send us your resume via email to resume at benderconsult.com. For more information about our services, visit www.benderconsult.com in the U.S., and www.benderofcanada.com in Canada. Bender Consulting Services Incorporated, providing and creating employment opportunities, freedom and independence for people with disabilities. www.benderconsult.com. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com. If you have a question or comment, call in toll-free at 1-866-472-5788. Now, please welcome back the host of Disability Matters. Here's Joy Spender. Hey, welcome back, everyone. Here I am in our headquarters in snowy, beautiful Pittsburgh, PA. Although, I have a funny feeling that the satellite office in Arizona, that they're listening to me saying, thank God we're in Arizona. But you have to know, my nickname is Frosty. So I really like the snow, but I don't like the ice, and I don't like when it's causing accidents or when friends of mine, like Chris Griffin, are in seven feet of snow. But hopefully, hopefully, spring is not far away, and we're going to see those people all right. Uh, Hey, we've been talking to Kelly Buckland, who is the executive director of the National Council on Independent Living. And right before we went to break, Kelly was starting to tell a story in 1989. Kelly, do you want to tell that story now? Yeah, I would. Thank you. Uh, I'll try to make it uh, short. But we, we, uh, I was at the Nickel Conference. It was my first Nickel Conference, by the way. And I had just begun as a executive director of a center for independent living in Boise, Idaho. And uh, we decided to march on the White House to try to get them to support the ADA. And uh, Mark Bristow, as uh, you probably remember, was the president of Nickel at the time. And uh, back then, things were much different, uh, and so was security. But, uh, I mean, it was pouring rain, but we got to the White House. And um, basically, uh, Marka went up to the, one of the guard towers, and uh, there was nobody there, and, but there was a phone. She picked up the phone and said, uh, and somebody answered at the White House. She said, I'd like to talk to the president. And they said, well, hold on just a minute. And um, somebody came back on, and it was uh, Attorney General Dick Thornburg. Oh. And it was, so we got a meeting like the 
next day, or it was the day after that, uh, to talk to the president about supporting the ADA. And you kind of know the rest of the story from there, Joyce. Dick Thornburg became uh, one of the biggest champions of the ADA, and President Bush got on board and uh, ended up being the president that signed the act. But uh, I had the uh, distinct honor of being there when we did that. You know, I was at the 10th anniversary. Like you said, we were at the Union Station, and we also went out to uh, Vice President Gore's house. Uh, and then the 20th anniversary, you remember that? We had a big celebration in D.C., and that was part of the Nickel Conference uh, back then as well. And then this year, I think, is actually going to be one of the biggest celebrations to come yet. So I'm really looking forward to this one. Yeah, that is a great story you told. Uh, for those listening, if you don't know, uh, former Attorney General Dick Thornburg uh, is also the governor, former governor of Pennsylvania. Uh, Dick and Jenny, just absolutely the most wonderful people. That's his wife, Jenny, who also does work in interfaith ministries and has done work for the American Association of People with Disabilities. But the one thing I want to tell you, Dick's child has a disability. And let me tell you, he truly has dedicated both of them, their life, to really working on quality of life for people with disabilities. And I'm proud of our governors in Pennsylvania because guess what? Tom Ridge, also a former governor of Pennsylvania, also is a great disability uh, rights person. But, yeah, that is, uh, that is all a great story. So, Kelly, does that mean were you there the day it was signed? No, uh, unfortunately, that's one of the honors I did not have. Uh, I was in Boise, Idaho, and uh, just did not have the money to come back for the signing of the ADA. So, uh, disappointingly, I did not have the opportunity to be there for that. But I'm sure you had a big celebration when it happened. Oh, absolutely! Uh, again, that was when I the day I broke my neck. So I used to, I used to have what they we called uh, break your neck parties. They were. They were a huge celebration of my own. So. <laughs> Only you, Kelly. <laughs> Only you would have a break-your-neck party. See, this tells you about Kelly Buckland, just hearing that one thing. So, Kelly, let's get back to your conference. You were saying that you're envisioning like 1,000-plus people there. And, and, folks, if you haven't been to these celebrations, I mean, they are fabulous. It's joyful. It's crazy. It's wonderful. Um, it's just such a special time being with your friends and people that were involved in making all this happen. I mean, it's just wonderful. But I'm wondering, companies, companies that want to become a sponsor, let's talk about them first. Uh, how, how do they become a sponsor? Well, they're, they're, uh, actually, it's pretty easy to do that. There's uh, two different ways to sponsor this event. The first one is to sponsor the Nickel Conference, and we want to encourage as many people to do that as possible. There are uh, a spon- There's a sponsorship booklet. It's up on our webpage as well, and there are several different levels of sponsorship that companies can come in at, uh, and they're all outlined in the booklet, and they can, like, again, they can get that off of the website. And then uh, the National Disability Leadership Alliance is also uh, a big part of this, and, and in fact, the celebration on the 27th is going to help uh, benefit the National Disability Leadership Alliance, which is 
14 disability-led national organizations with uh, nationwide uh, uh, presence, uh, with a grassroots um, uh, presence nationwide. And they uh, also, you can also sponsor the event itself by going uh, to their website or uh, the AAPD website, and there's uh, different levels of sponsorship there as well. And you can uh, also uh, go there and become a sponsor of the event. Uh, So, again, there's two ways to help. You can sponsor the Nickel Conference, or you can be a sponsor of the event. And uh, we'll hope, actually, that a lot of companies will choose to do both. Yeah, and it is so important because, you know, we've, we've had another game changer. It's called Section 503 of the Rehabilitation Act. And many companies are calling me, and, you know, they talk about, and, of course, with Section 503, all federal contractors and subcontractors um, not only have a uh, requirement for affirmative action, you know, for putting their... Uh, plan in place and record keeping in place for auditing from OFCCP, but there is a 7% aspirational goal, but there's one other thing. 7%, keep in mind, there are already people working for companies that just have not disclosed. So sometimes when companies ask me, well, what do you think we could do to, you know, seem more uh, disability friendly? Okay, well, here it is. Get involved with different groups, and here's one right now. Wouldn't it be great to say we're a sponsor of Nickel? Because, you know, it's not till people really see you being serious that they're going to make any change. So that's another reason I think companies should take this seriously about being a sponsor of this event. And I'm going to be telling that story everywhere, so you better all get hurried up if you want to be able to fit in those doors. How about that, Kelly? Yes, that's great, Joyce. And uh, I actually think you're exactly right. I mean, if people want to get through the door, because there is limited room, uh, the earlier people get signed up, the the better, because uh, it's going to get crowded quick, I think. Yeah, and I I have to hurry up because Bender Consulting Services will be a sponsor. So if you want to get in there... Got to get moving. And I'm serious about what I said. When people ask me, what can we do to be more disability friendly, to get people to believe that we care, inclusion, part of diversity? Well, the first thing you should do is hire people. Because you can talk about this, as my mother would say, till the cows come home. But until your employees see you're really doing something, they're not going to self-disclose. That's number one. But number two, you know, you have to do things. Disability Mentoring Day, get involved, though. Get involved like Nickel. Here's a conference where you're celebrating the 25th anniversary of the assigning of the Americans with Disabilities Act. Wouldn't that make sense to you to be part of that? Once again, you go to www.ncilnickel.org. That's nickel.org, and we are going to talk more about nickel when we come back to close the show. You're listening to Joyce Bender, as we have as our special guest, Kelly Buckland, Executive Director of the National Council 
on independent living. You're listening to Joyce Bender, America's Voice, where disability matters, at voiceamerica.com. We'll be right back. Ask the experts. Call toll-free right now, 1-866-472-5787. Hello? And ask our all-star team to answer your questions. That's 1-866-472-5787. Thank you for calling. VoiceAmerica.com. Hi, I'm Greg Grunberg from the TV show Heroes. One of my personal heroes is my son, who, like more than three million Americans, has epilepsy. When someone with epilepsy is having a seizure, their brain is temporarily producing more electricity than their body can handle. They can shake or stare or fall down. They can also even briefly lose consciousness. If you see someone having a seizure, please make sure they're comfortable and safe. And within a few minutes or less, the electrical overload will stop and they will be okay. To learn more, visit epilepsyfoundation.org. Thank you. At Bender Consulting Services Incorporated, our mission is to provide superior technology consulting services to our customers while creating career opportunities, independence, and freedom for people with disabilities. While the demand for skilled technology professionals is reaching an all-time high, over 13 million disabled Americans, many of them experts in technology, remain unemployed. Since 1995, Bender Consulting Services Incorporated has worked to solve these critical social and business issues by providing employers with reliable talent and giving individuals with disabilities the chance to display their talents and enhance their lives through solid careers. If you're a person with a disability seeking employment, send us your resume via email to resume at benderconsult.com. For more information about our services, visit www.benderconsult.com in the U.S., and www.benderofcanada.com in Canada. Bender Consulting Services Incorporated, providing and creating employment opportunities, freedom and independence for people with disabilities. www.benderconsult.com. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain inspired really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. If you have a question or comment, call in toll-free at 1-866-472-5788. Now, please welcome back the host of Disability Matters. Here's Joy Spender. Hey, welcome back. We're talking to Kelly Buckland, the Executive Director of the National Council on Independent Living. Um, and I wanted to ask you about the walk. Will there be a nickel walk, Kelly? Yeah, the nickel march to the Capitol. Yeah, we... We have one every year. We march essentially about a mile uh, from the uh, uh, Grand Hyatt Hotel to the Capitol building, and then we have a big rally at the Capitol where we have a, a number of uh, speakers from Congress come and uh, a number of disability rights leaders like yourself come and cheer on the crowd and get people all, all uh, geared up before they go up on the hill to do advocacy uh, on disability-related bills that are in Congress at the time. Yeah, and Kelly, why do you think that's so important? Well, we Nickel uh, holds our conference in Washington, D.C. every year uh, versus moving around the country just for that purpose. I mean, we, we believe advocacy is very important in Congress, and so we... Uh, have our conference here so people can come in from around the country and go up to the hill and talk to their 
uh, congressman, um, and it makes a big difference when you have people from their uh, from their constituency that are going up on the hill talking to them. It makes a much bigger difference than the people here in Washington D.C. going and talking to them when they're hearing from their own constituents. It makes it makes a big impact, and uh, plus, it's really it's really uh, I think empowering. Uh, to go on the march, we've heard from a number of uh, our conference participants that participated in the march that that was one of the most empowering things for them was to go on the march. And it is pretty cool when you see about uh, 600 uh, people with disabilities all lined up on the street, uh, taking over the streets of D.C., marching to the Capitol building. Yes, it is empowering, and it is truly is a great thing. And someday, Kelly... That's going to be thousands and thousands. Yeah, in fact, we may have, uh, we may be well on our way to that this year because of the 25th anniversary. Uh, we open it up to anybody who wants to come. Uh, we hope to get a lot of people there, and uh, we're hoping that a lot of people will come in just for the 25th anniversary and will join us on the march and at the rally. Uh, it's open to everybody, and we hope everybody will come. Yes, and I would encourage everyone. It is such a great thing, and I know Yoshiko's there every year. Yes, she is. Every year. We love you, Yoshiko. So, Kelly, I wanted to ask you, you mentioned earlier about the direction, who knows, where we could go with our young leaders in the future. Um, Why do you feel that's so important, and why do you also feel it's so important for them to be part of this celebration? Well, we, uh, we've really put an emphasis this year on the youth. Uh, Nicole always has tried to engage youth more, but uh, we have a new youth fellow on board. Her name is Allie Cannington, and she's, she's just a fireball, and she's really been uh, going gangbusters, getting more uh, young people involved in Nickel. Uh, we recently issued a challenge out to all of the people coming to the Nickel Conference to bring a youth member with them. Uh, we want to make this our biggest year ever with youth at the conference. And we want them there for the sole reason that it, it's important for us to listen to them. I mean, uh, they are the leaders of the future, and they have new and fresh ideas about where we should be heading. And uh, they have uh, a lot of ideas about how to become more inclusive and broader in our advocacy and uh, I just think there's uh, an energy there that we really have to capture, and uh, if you will, they're, they are the future of the independent living and disability rights movement, and we need to be listening to them at this point and talking about how uh, we pass the torch and uh, they become the new leaders. Yeah, I really think that is important because so many times, and this has to stop, that people will say, oh, let's talk about the leaders in the disability community. And they'll say, okay, Tony Quello, Kelly Buckland, Marco Bristow, uh, Andy Imperato, Mark Perry. I mean, they'll go through a list, and guess what? It's the same people. We need a new list. We, We need a list of young people making a difference. And that's why I'm so glad you're doing that, Kelly. I'm so glad Nichols taking that lead. I think that is so important. Yes, and so, so do we. We we think this is critical, and uh, we're really looking forward to it this year. 
And for all young people with disabilities listening to the show right now, Kelly, why do you think it's also important for them to be part of this celebration? Uh, well, we want them to hear uh, about the about the past, how the ADA became uh, came about, but the ADA's legacy is yet really, I think, to be uh, to be determined, and it's really the youth that are going to determine that. So. Uh, there's two reasons for them to come. One is to celebrate the accomplishments of the past uh, and the present, but the other one, uh, and I think more importantly, is for them to actually be part of uh, determining where we go in the future. And we're going to be talking about that in this at this conference. It's not just going to be reflecting on the past. It's going to be talking about where we're headed in the future, and we really have to have the youth there to voice uh, their opinions about where where they think we should be going. The new ADA generation rise up is the conference uh, theme, and that's really what we want to have happen at this conference. What is that again, Kelly? It's uh, ADA generation rise up. Oh, I love that. I think maybe I got it back. Generation ADA rise up. I think maybe that's what it is. Oh, that is awesome. That is awesome. Um, okay, well, Kelly, you, Kelly, look what you've accomplished since that day uh, and since you've had those, make, uh, what is that, break the neck parties? Since yeah. that day, look what you have accomplished. You've done so much, um, as has your partner, Meryl, who is so wonderful. Special shout-out to her. But you have done so much with your life, Kelly. If you had to say what your greatest accomplishment would be, what would that be? Uh, Joyce, I think that's my really has been my work around parenting with a disability, uh, which uh, it's really apropos that you would uh, bring Merle up, uh, my wife Merle, at this point because uh, her and I are parents of a teenage boy and uh, became parents in the late 90s. And uh, there's a lot of discrimination that remains around uh, parents with disabilities, and a lot of parents with disabilities are still losing their children for no other reason than that they have a disability. And when I was in Idaho, we were able to change all of the child custody laws in Idaho uh, to protect the rights of parents with disabilities. And uh, when I got to D.C., I started talking with the National Council on Disability about this. Uh, they've issued a report calling, uh, called Rocking the Cradle, which is a report about uh, parents with disabilities nationally and laws, uh, and they're holding the Idaho statutes up as the gold standard in uh, parenting with disability rights, and uh, so I'm very proud of that. And uh, we're going to work to try to get uh, a national bill parenting with a disability and uh, so that no matter where you live in this country, your rights would be protected. But that's probably the thing I'm most proud of. So let me ask you this question. Um, Could you give me one example? What do you mean by discrimination of parents? What do you mean? Of parents of a child with a disability? Well, um, Parents with a disability raising a child. Exactly. Not parents raising a child with a disability, but the other way around, parents yeah. with disabilities raising children. Right. And there's uh, 
a lot of good examples of the discrimination. Some people have actually had their children removed from them at the hospital before they even get to take them home. Oh, my. Oh, unbelievable. Yeah. And then, uh, but where most parents with disabilities actually lose their children are in divorce court, where one parent uh, uses the parents with the parent with the disabilities disability against them in court, and of course the the courts still have a lot of uh, bias and discrimination against parents with disabilities, and so they'll award custody to the parent without the disability, and uh, that's a, how most people lose their children. But they are also taken away by child protection. Uh, even at the hospital, so, and for from parents who actually have no reason to have their children taken away. That is so terrible. Well, once again, you see why you should support Nickel, nickel.org. So, Kelly, before we end the show today, and by the way, thank you so much for being with us, and I want to personally thank you for dedicating your life uh, for quality of life for people with disabilities. A lot of times people don't remember to say thanks, but I want to say thank you, and we all are behind you. Well, thank you, Joyce, and thank you for having me, and it's always a pleasure to be with you. Uh, you're such a great advocate and such a, a national uh, leader for us all. I just love being with you. Well, I love being with you, too. So, Kelly, what message would you like to leave with our listeners today? Uh, come to the nickel conference. <laughs> oh, I think that's a good message. <laughs> I think that's a great message. Once again, the nickel conference, National Council on Independent Living, goes by nickel, N-C-I-L, is July, well, the big celebration is July 27th, but this goes on through, did you say the, through what day? July 31st. 31st? Yeah. Is that correct? That's correct. So... Anyone that attends this would be going to the celebration and be going to the conference and the meetings throughout that time. Yes. Okay. So you want to go? You should go. It's going to be so exciting. Once again, www.ncil.org, and you'll get all the information about this great conference. Be there. I will. I expect to see you there also. So we end the quote with, we end the show with a quote from a famous civil rights leader. So today it is actually Kelly Buckland who said, youth with disabilities will lead us forward in new and exciting ways. This is Joyce Bender, America's Voice, where disability matters at Voice America. Hey, see you next week. Voice America would like to thank you for tuning in. Please join us next Tuesday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time for another installment of Disability Matters right here on the Internet Leader and Talk Radio, voiceamerica.com.